Welcome, great patriotic friends, to January 15th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. That is I, your host, Joseph DeCristoforo, and this show is going through some changes. Yes, it is. I'm working on the new YouTube channel with new content hot off the keystrokes of my fingertips. I still do my own research, recording, editing, and marketing, but I think the time has come for me to change the name of this podcast. It's that word history. It sounds so boring. Lately, I've been asking for input on what to change the name to, and I appreciate the response from my friends thus far. What do you think about Joe's Daily U.S. Freedoms? Hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Thanks very much for that. Don't forget to like and share while you're there. And now on to today's headlines. The first appearance of the Democratic Donkey Plus. Molasses floods Boston, Nixon announces suspension of military action in North Vietnam, and Super Bowl news about the Cowboys and the Packers. All right, so now let's do this. 1870. First appearance of the Democratic Donkey. Cartoonist Thomas Nash drew the jackass as a representation for the Democratic Party in Harper's Weekly. Political cartoons were much more powerful than they are today they actually had the power to sway voters in a certain direction instead of getting stuck in the back of the editorial page in the newspaper like today. The cartoon was called A Live Jackass Kicking a Dead Lion. The dead lion represented the late Edwin McMaster Stanton, President Lincoln's Secretary of War during the last couple years of the Civil War. In the background is an eagle perched on a rock representing the post-war federal domination in the South and in the far background is the White House. Nast is not the first to draw this association. The donkey was drawn to represent Andy Jackson, though Jackson was honored by it, saying, The donkey is steadfast, determined, and willful. We're not exactly sure why Nast drew the elephant to represent the Republican Party. My guess is that since Nast was a staunch Republican, he intended for the elephant to symbolize the party as a large and powerful creature. The donkey and elephant represent the Democratic and Republican Party, respectively, to this day. In disaster news, 1919. Molasses floods Boston. Would anyone like some goo? The United States Industrial Alcohol Building, located on Commercial Street near North End Park in Boston, apparently had a flawed tank that wasn't strong enough to hold a full load of molasses. Around noon on January 15, 1919, On an unusually warm day for that time of year, the tank exploded and a giant wave about 8 feet high of hot, sticky molasses gushed out and wreaked havoc in the city. Freight cars were swept away, a local firehouse was knocked over, and 21 people and dozens of horses died that day. The more the people and the animals thrashed in the waist-high molasses, the harder they got stuck. After a lengthy court case, The U.S. Industrial Alcohol Company was found to be at fault and had to pay out nearly $1 million in damages to the victims' families. 1973. Nixon announces suspension of military action in North Vietnam. Nixon was trying to use the madman theory to get North Vietnam into surrendering. He actually said to his aide in the executive branch, H.R. Halderman, Call it the madman theory, Bob. I want the North Vietnamese to believe I've reached the point where I might do anything to stop the war. We'll just slip the word to them that, for God's sake, 
You know Nixon is obsessed with communism. We can't restrain him when he's angry. And he has his hand on the nuclear button. And Ho Chi Minh himself will be in Paris in two days begging for peace. It didn't work like that for two reasons. One, China and Russia weren't scared to use nukes either. And two, America was sick of the Vietnam War. Although Nixon managed to reduce the troops from 540,000 to 95,000, thus keeping his campaign promise, it would be the Christmas bombings just one month prior that terrorized North Vietnam to the negotiating table. Finally in Super Bowl news, 1978. Dallas Cowboys beat the Denver Broncos 27-10. Denver threw four interceptions and had four fumbles. 1967. Super Bowl won is won by Green Bay, beating the Chiefs 35-10. And so that, my friends, is going to wrap it up for January 15th on Joe's Daily U.S. History Lesson. Once again, I'm your host, Joseph DeCristoforo. Check out the website, joesdailyushistorylesson.com, as well as the Facebook page. Let me know what your take is on today's ep. Mainly what I want to know is how do you think Richard Nixon should have handled the Vietnam War? I want to know what your opinion is. And by the way, while you're on the website, you can also take a shot at some of the multiple choice questions on there. Good luck with those. Let me know. Good luck with those. Let me know how you do. And don't miss tomorrow's program. I'll talk about the Crittenden Compromise, the refrigerator box car, California Governor Fremont, the Dallas Cowboys, as well as musical historical news about Jimmy Buffett, Michael Jackson, and Captain Antoniel. So don't miss that. And until then, thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks for being great patriotic Americans, and we will see you tomorrow.